This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Welcome into episode 159 of Small Talk. Steve Cerruti is live from Connecticut. Michelle Smallman, <laughs> live from St. Louis, Missouri. What's up, Steve? How are you? Live from Connecticut. It's very, uh, it's a very appealing thing. Oh my God. Let's hang out in Connecticut. Good times. Your favorite place. But yeah, no, chilling. What's up? Live from New York at Saturday Night Live. Live from Connecticut at Small Talk. <laughs> Live from Srudy's guest bedroom. Here we go. This is Small Talk 159. <laughs> Live from Michelle's empty dining room. It is Small Talk. We're coming to you. I said you look. It's very well lit. Last week we or last pod we didn't put uh, we didn't put it on video for for a number of different reasons that we won't get into. But um, I was like, are you in a different place today? You're like, no. I'm like, it looks completely different. Like it's a different. I don't know if you painted the walls or something, or there's new art in the background. And we know how much you no. love art, but like yeah, it just do. looks like a different vibe. And then you're like, it's probably just. Like, do you have a ring light? Is that what you got? No, not even a ring light. You can for our YouTube audience that's that's watching. You can see in my painting behind me mm. i have this big chandelier that i bought that got installed and it has the recessed lighting where you could turn it up or down and so i put it on full blast so it's a it looks like a ring light but it's actually just a chandelier you can see the top it's very of it artsy there. it's very michelle trust me <laughs> if, for those of you just listening on the pod it's very michelle i can take a picture and post it later but it's um it's very art deco i got i got this table steve it's i don't even know what art deco mean by the way am I, am I an idiot for not even what does that mean it's from the 19, I believe, like 20s or 30s. It was an architecture style or deco. I don't, I don't know anything about that culture or art or whatever in that way. Because I had to ask them. I'm like, that's so, bo- what is it, bohemian? Or bo- what is it? What do people call it? Uh, what, what's the, the, short, the shortened version of it. Boho? Um, maybe something like that. I'm like, what does that even mean? They're like, oh, bohemian. It's like an era. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Sure. Sounds okay. Cool. So art deco, sometimes referred to as deco, is a style of visual arts, architecture, and design that first appeared in France just before World War One. It was held from an exposition that was held in Paris in 1925. It combines modern styles with fine craftsmanship and rich materials, and it represents luxury, glamour, exuberance, and faith in social and technological progress. Sure, Art sure. deco. And I was thinking of boho, by the way. These are all things that just <laughs> right over my head. Couldn't, <laughs> I, again, I don't even feel like this is a me getting old thing. That's a me just not knowing about art, period, at all. But no. Well, What's- you know, I really wanted to do uh, my dining room and texture. I, I have this great wood console and I have these, uh, you know, travertine lamps and I wanted to get a, like a marble table. And then I was going to do, anyway, I was going to get fabric walls. I was like, oh, I want it all texture in here. And then I found this table and it's so art deco. And I was like, forget texture. We're going art deco. <laughs> so, so I'm going art deco in the dining room. How would you describe your room, Steve? Like, what's your aesthetic that you're going like to? Like the one I'm in currently? Yeah, in your guest bedroom. How would you describe the aesthetic? Is it like college 12, dorm? 12-year-old boy? <laughs> I, yeah, it's not, I remember somebody when I was, they posted a video of me and Rosillo from something I forget, like it was you know, a breakout video or whatever from one of the pods. And one of the comments was like, why is Rudy in his, in his high school bedroom right now? <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's honestly fair. I will take that criticism. That is correct. But I do have the St. Louis sign. And I, I get so many comments about the St. Louis flag because people are like, is Rudy from St. Louis? I didn't know that. And I don't really yeah. respond to all of them. But no, it's just that's Michelle. And it's like front and center on my thing. So um so yeah so it's not i don't have the, the most up-to-date cool boho or art deco aesthetic but you know we have 15 year old boy so that's, that's that's where i'm at well you know what steve you might not be up to date when it comes to architecture or design but my man you are up to date when it comes to coffee steve is wow, a full slashy he is a podcast host he's a producer he's an editor he's a manager my man is also a barista because before Correct. we started i i looked down and he was drinking a coffee i go is that a coffee and he goes oh yeah you want to see it i mean steve i don't know if you want to show the audience but well i drank it already but oh yeah. you have a full yeah. i'll post it on instagram because i took a video of it you can follow me at m smallman steve at steve underscore Saruti. but you had the full leaf you had the full design like i would get at a fancy coffee shop i was so impressed yeah i did i've been practicing my latte art for about uh <laughs> A couple years now and i finally figured out how to make a leaf so it, it wow. was a slow progress but yeah it's uh it's all about the way that you texture the milk and i was doing it wrong for like a good year um, i was over aerating it so it would be like way too bubbly or whatever and i couldn't do enough to it and i finally like figured it out so now i could do like little cool art things like now everybody does the swan thing by the way all my instagram feed like the uh, reels feed is weird i was talking about this with my friends the other day because it's like, so directed and targeted at who you are mine yeah. is dachshunds uh coffee art latte art soccer and um i don't know there's like some music stuff in there too but it's so targeted but like half of my feed is latte art now because they was just wow. they just know that i'm trying to be that guy because did you youtube it i did yep that's yep. how they know yep 
I YouTube everything. It's incredible. Like I always tell people, like I learned how to use Photoshop on YouTube. I learned how to do latte art on YouTube. It's, it. it's like the learning. Show. Like I was actually watching this thing the other day. That, like it was a joke about how these channels. I think it was Bill Maher actually. He was talking about how like channels need to rebrand because the learning channel is not not about learning anymore. It's all just reality TV. Yeah. A and E arts and entertainment used to have very artsy and probably Art Deco and Bohemian things, and now they just have dumb. I'm pregnant and so is my daughter. Kind of kind of shows. How about um, MTV? MTV's MTV not music same anymore. thing. Um. And I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, the learning channel now is just go on YouTube and figure it out. There's going to be a tutorial of someone telling you how to do something, how to fix a carburetor or how to install your, you know, blinds or how to do latte art. So that's how I, that's how I learned that. But I will say, I think I might be lactose intolerant now. I've been, I, I've, I'm kind of been having this weird reaction to milk. Are, like, are you, Maddie doesn't drink regular milk. I know everyone's kind of off milk in general. I didn't, I've never way, been on milk. I've never I, had milk. Even as a kid, I hated it. Me neither. Milk. Hated it. I didn't drink my, you know, it was always like the bring strong for your bones. Like drink more milk. I was always like, nope, not for me. Never drank milk growing up ever other than in cereal. I drink way more milk now because of lattes than I did as a kid, but it's fucking my stomach up now. So maybe I have to transition, but I do actually like oat milk a lot. I will say, I think all my milk is trash, but I think oat milk is really good. So maybe I'll make the full-time transition to, to uh, oat milk. I love vanilla oat milk. It is mm. my jam. My coffee in the morning is my coffee, vanilla oat milk, a little vanilla collagen powder. And I have these liquid um, vanilla stevia drops. I just do like two little drops in there. It's it's enough. It's really good. It's my new jam. Mm. And I do like oat milk lattes. I make Maddie's because she likes oat milk and I'll do the latte art. It's not quite as easy, Aww, but, but I'll, so nice. I'll, I'll YouTube it. I'll YouTube how to, how to do proper latte art for oat milk. But I don't know. It's like weird. I guess I'm getting old now that my dad, I think he's lactose intolerant. He drinks lactate. My dad was one of those old school guys who from the old country who drinks a ton of, who drank a ton of milk growing up yeah. and still did as an adult. I don't know if your dad does that too. Probably an Italian thing, but, um, my dad refused to give up milk, but like he was lactose intolerant, so he just drinks lactate. I'm like, Dad, that's the weirdest thing ever. You like milk that much that you would drink lactate? Ugh. He, he has lactate ice cream. It's like, uh, what are we doing here? So I don't know if I'll ever go that way, but I will, I'll transition to oat milk at some point, I guess. Okay, my dad does not drink milk, but you know what he does is he has this big Yeti jug, but it's like the size of my torso. It's yeah. this huge Yeti thing, and he fills it with ice water, and then he squeezes like um, – it's like those Mio's or, or like, oh, a, yeah, like the or flavoring like, things or like it. a yep. sugar free crystal light. And it'll be like a jug of pink. <laughs> crystal light is like I'm the like, most, hill- doing, I feel like crystal light is like the most hillbilly thing of all time. Is it like hill crystal light is so, I don't even know who drinks crystal light other than like people who mix it with alcohol. Basically it's when you're not, a teenager, it's not the crystal light brand. It's, it's like a squirt thing. I can't remember the okay. name of it, but it, oh, but I don't know if it was like a powder that he scooped in or something. No, like it's not school. the powder, but it's just like, it's something that he squeezes in there and it's uh, it'll be electric blue or it'll be orange or it'll be pink and he's like pink lemonade i'm like this can't be good for you why can't you just drink the water and he's like no no added sugars it's fine <laughs> Ele- ele- yeah well who knows electric blue though that's a that's a hell of a flavor by the way did you know that because one of my favorite flavorings and we're going off on a crazy tangent here i promise we'll get this back on track yeah i love it but did you know that blue raspberry is actually a real thing? Like I always thought for three for my entire life that blue raspberry was a made up thing. There are real thing. There's a real blue raspberry fruit. It's actually not a fake thing. Are you sure? A hundred percent sure. I saw it. I think I might have saw a YouTube video about it about like random facts that you didn't necessarily know. And I'm telling you, I'll Google it right now. Blue raspberry. So is like, actually- was it? Was it just like a hybrid thing that was just made? You know what I mean? Like how you can make a Bernadoodle, where somebody like will actually no. make a blue raspberry. Oh wait, I'm looking it up i swear i so i, I just googled it, it says not but i'm telling you it is 100 blue raspberry there actually is like a and because i'm telling you you'll google it now and it'll tell you it's not real it is real i don't know if it's necessarily exactly like the blue color because it's always like a bright electric blue or something but they are uh they are real fruit i don't think you just like buy them at whole foods or something but they are real. okay well according to this website blue raspberry got its start in the mid 20th century because gold medal which is a cincinnati food outfit created it the stuff looking for a way to draw attention to raspberry the fruit as we know is almost always red in the wild giving it the blue treatment separates it from the pack so this they're saying that gold metal which i believe creates gummy bears created blue raspberry not an actual fruit blue raspberry is the best flavoring though i think on most things like jolly ranchers gummies whatever always go uh even like gatorade stuff like that love blue raspberry um, according to North Dakota State University, the ag department, there was no such thing in nature as a blue raspberry. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I saw it. Maybe it was fake news. Maybe I'm being lied to. And like, listen, I, I watched something on YouTube and all of a sudden it's like, I can't believe it's not real. Um, 
but I'm telling okay, you, Kyrie. I, I know I'm like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a blue raspberry truther. Okay. Like I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm writing this down. Seriously, Rudy, blue I'm going to find this because I know you're going to, everyone's going to Google it. And they're going to be like, you're wrong. I'm telling you, it is actually real. I'll come back to you next episode with actual evidence. How's that? Okay. I can't wait to hear your Kyrie speech where you say I got caught down the YouTube rabbit hole. I believed it, but like yes. I'm, wa- I'm walking it back because of the negative backlash from the Shelleys on the blue raspberry truth. Because Steve, I, I think I'm going to believe the ag department at North Dakota State University. No, North Dakota, please. Come on. That's more than YouTube. I don't know. I'll come back next week with more evidence. I promise. Okay, well, Steve was making a latte. We talked about latte art because Steve was making a latte because he's got a big night of soccer ahead. We're taping this on the 24th. Oh, man. And the U.S. is getting ready to play here in about an hour. But Steve, Forza Italia, non-Forza Italia. I mean, what is going on with Italy? You got to fill us in. Yeah, so my day was, it's a, we're recording this on a, on a Thursday, um, the 24th. And the U.S. plays in about an hour against Mexico at the Azteca. I'm already on edge because of that. They're in a good position to qualify for the World Cup. They obviously missed the last one, but it's still a little touch and go. They've got a, they probably need four points, which is um, a win and a draw from the last three games. Go ahead. Was this when they lost to Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah, which was one of the worst nights of my life. Okay. I, and that was from our friend of the pod, Taylor Twelman. What are we doing? That was what the are, infamous yep, ramp. So this is their redemption from that. Is that correct? This is the next world. Yeah, this is the, the new World Cup cycle. And everything's been okay. pushed back because of COVID. And usually it would be wrapped up by now, but it isn't. And also the World Cup is not in the summer. It's in the, the winter in Qatar, which or Qatar, whatever you want to call it. Um, which is a whole nother, I don't even want to open up that Pandora's box, but it's, it's a shit show. Um, okay. But yeah, so today, earlier, Italy is still trying to qualify. And long story short, they didn't qualify from a group they should have qualified for. So they went into a playoff. So they have the last couple of teams that can play their way in from the European region. And everyone was excited about this major showdown between Italy and Portugal that was going to be for one of the last spots in. And they're two of the best teams in the world. Like they're two top 10 teams in the world who would have to play to make the World Cup which doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, but nothing in soccer ever makes any sense. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how it is. So both these teams, though, it's four teams in the group and they'd have to each win a game to play each other, um, I think, like either on Sunday or early next week. And so Portugal went out today and they won their game. Uh, I think they played Austria. I forget exactly who they played. Um, and Italy was playing North Macedonia at home. North Macedonia, which, by the way, quick fact, there is no Macedonia. There's only North Macedonia. Mm. Um now, are we sure, or is that a YouTube channel? Listen, you can Google it right now as I say this, but I'm like 99% sure there is no Macedonia. Um, but no, and even if there is, North Macedonia is like, it's like a directional school in college hoops. It's like Southwest Louisiana State. It's like, yeah. you don't you don't lose to that team. You don't lose to Southwest, Southwest no. Louisiana State. You don't lose to North Macedonia. Well, no. Italy went out today, uh, lost 1-0 on a 92, 92nd minute goal. Um, so in extra time, just before it was going to go to extra time, actually, because they were tied nil-nil, and they are now officially not making the World Cup for the second time in a row, right after, about a year after winning the Euro. So they were the best team in Europe, and then didn't make and qualify for the next World Cup. It's insane to me. Um, it's a fucking disaster. It's going to be, it's incredibly depressing, and it's a bad omen for the U.S. because, of course, last World Cup cycle, both the U.S. and Italy did not make the World Cup. So yeah. It's not, you know, I know you like omens. I know you, you know, you're reading the stars, the astrology thing. There's, there are bad omens around everything right now for me, soccer-wise. So this is so shameful for Italy. This it's, is it's just pathetic. embarrassed. This is like, I am ashamed that we're Italian type deal, right? It's pathetic. I mean, I, I saw a few people talking about like, would, would this be like Kentucky losing to St. Peter's uh, in the first round of the tournament? It's worse than that. It's a bigger upset than that. Like it just is. I think it was like plus 1700 or something on, uh, I think I saw that on FanDuel. Oh um, my God. It, Italy has world-class play. Italy is a flawed team. Like they're not perfect. It was kind of crazy that they won the Euro in the first place um, last time around, but they just kind of had a great team attitude. They're not the most talented team, but they should never, ever, ever, ever be losing to a team that uh, of North Macedonia's Cal Macedonia or North Macedonia. <laughs> Combine them. They should never be losing to any right, of those teams. Right. Uh, so yeah, they're out of the World Cup and there was it was kind of leading up to this big showdown between Cristiano Ronaldo in Portugal in what would probably be his last World Cup or Italy, but Italy didn't even make it to that game. So now it looks like Cristiano will, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo will be in the World Cup uh, this, this so winter. So why did Italy lose? What was going on? How did this happen, Steve? Complete choke job. Complete choke job. They So there's a thing called XG, which is expected goals. It calculates what the per, percentage chance that any, any shot is going to go in, and it'll give you a goal total after every game, like basically how many goals your attacking output should have should have had um, versus what you what you did have. 
their XG was at like two goals. It was two. It was two to zero. North Macedonia didn't even attack. They had nothing. It was like point one seven goals. Um, so Italy on paper should have won this game two nil based on the chances that they had, and they ended up fucking losing. Um, and again, it's like one of the biggest upsets in the history of soccer. And Italy, I mean, they, there's a million different problems with them, but they're probably gonna fire their coach. Um, one of their midfielders is like generational. Like he's one of the best midfielders in the world. He's never gonna play in a World Cup likely as a, as a professional, which is insane. Who was his um, name? Marco Verratti, he plays for PSG, and we love hate Marco Verratti. We don't like PSG on this podcast, but we like Marco Verratti. Yeah, we love um, Marco Verratti. Yes. But uh, complete, complete, complete choke job. It's embarrassing. A country of Italy's caliber should never be missing a World Cup. It's like the U.S. They should ne- that you should never miss a World Cup, and this will be two straight that they've missed, and in in the middle of that, they won the Euro. It makes absolutely no sense. There's nothing. It's completely unprecedented. Also, if you're running the World Cup, it's FIFA, right? That runs the World mm-hmm. Cup. If you're FIFA, how bad is it for you from an optics standpoint to not have the U.S. or not have Italy in the World Cup? It's not great, but the World Cup is almost like ratings proof. It, it doesn't really matter. The world really? is obsessed with it. Oh, wait, you mean that I just became like a self-involved American saying, well, if America's not in it, no one's going to get I mean, it also depends on like time zones and stuff, depending on where it is. Like, when it's in, you know, when it was in Brazil for us, it was great because the games were on at like awesome times, right? But it's going to be in Qatar and it was in Russia before. So it's way before the games are early in the morning. So it's hard to watch. And it, it's it just, I don't know, I guess it depends on where it is. But from a world perspective, yeah, they'd like to have Italy in. But you know, people, if you're going to watch the World Cup and you're living in whatever country, you're still going to watch the World Cup no matter what. Honestly, yeah. people probably root against the U.S. anyway because they just don't like the States. People don't want the U.S. around the world to be good at soccer. You're like, you guys are good at everything else. Why do you have to be good at soccer? So Yeah, no, everyone hates us. Confirmed. They hate yep. us. Yep. Everywhere I go, they're like, eh. well, they like Americans because we spend, we, they, we spend a lot of money, but then they love talking shit about us the second that we leave or right to our faces in their own language. Yeah, it's kind of like you're, if you have a rich friend going up and everyone's like, oh, you know, you're, you're kind of cordial with them because you like what they bring to the table, but you don't actually like them. You kind of root against them. That's what the U.S. is in, in the world table. Oh, you mean you're like, well, I don't really like Harry, but I really want to go on boat day. Yeah, he's got a, his, his, <laughs> his dad is a sweet boat and he lets us go on it and we do some wakeboarding and <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, they, got some, totally. they got some jet skis and a, and a beach house. So, Okay, well, Italy that you watched, uh, a bummer. I know you watched a movie last night. We were going to tape last night, but you went to see the Batman movie, right? So I need your Batman review. I did. Do you want to do this? Let's tee this up first. So th- the reason that we're going to do our next feature, which is we're each going to rank our guy and girl crushes. Top five. And, top five. And the reason that I wanted to do this is because I was going to see the Batman last night and Robert Pattinson was Batman. And mm-hmm. I was like, is Robert Pattinson going to be on my list? So I guess you want me to give my review first and I can tell you yeah. whether or not he made the list. Give your All review because right. I have some thoughts on old Robbie P. Are you pro or against? I don't see the allure. Whoa, why? Maybe it's because I watched Twilight and thought it was the biggest POS I've ever seen. I tried to read the book and I was like, people like this. This is so stupid. It was what well, he, same well, he thing had nothing to do with the book, though, right? He was just, I he know, was just but Cohen. yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch the movie. Still trash. I don't know. He just, uh, I will always see him as diamondy skin. I just don't think he's, I'm sure he's an amazing actor, but I can't get past Twilight. I'm sorry. So, I get what you're saying. I've never seen one Twilight movie, so maybe that's why I do like him. But the reason that I really like him is because I like guys like that that do something like that as a younger actor, right? That's kind of lame and corny, but makes them really famous. Mm -hmm. But then they kind of completely reinvent themselves and then become really great and do artsy things. Like he was in The Lighthouse, which is a really weird, quirky, good movie with Willem Dafoe. And now he's playing Batman, which is awesome. Batman movies, you know, they're kind of hit and miss over the course of time. Obviously, you have the Dark Knight ones, which are incredible. Um but this one I thought was really, really good, Michelle. Like I don't, I don't know if you'd like it. What have you seen all Dark Knight ones or no? I just saw the Heath Ledger one, but I thought it was amazing. It was very good, and then the next oh, one was the Dark Knight Rises. I saw the Joker. Which oh, I jo- was okay, really, Joker, really which wasn't too. really like yeah, it was like an origin story. It was very depressing. Um, but was. this was a really good Batman movie. The thing about Batman is that every single you have to make it different, right? Because if you want to go out and try to remake. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman series, it, you're just going to fail. It has to have a different vibe. It has to have a different tone. Every Batman is different. And here's the crazy thing about Batman movies is Batman actually really doesn't determine whether or not the movie's good or not. It's it's always the villain. The villain is whether or not. That's why Heath Ledger was so great. That's why, you know, as uh, Tom Hardy as Bane was so great. Um, but I will say, I thought that Pattinson was so freaking good as Batman. It was moody as fuck, Michelle. It was kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing about Batman, though, is like Batman kind of is a flawed character. He's he's not actually a great dude. I mean, think about it. He's like a billionaire who goes around, fights people, and is like a vigilante and definitely has some 
mental issue. He's not a well-adjusted, put-together guy. Like he no. has problems. He's very yeah. flawed. And you don't I want will your say, girlfriend to marry Bruce Wayne. Well, maybe for the money. I mean, he's definitely cool. Like he has this cool vibe, but he's very flawed. He's a very flawed person. And I think no, but he's got a dark side. You does. don't want your girlfriend to be like, "Where's my husband? He left dinner. Oh, he's out in the streets and beating people up in a leather suit." Correct. Correct. Um, and I think Pattinson did a really good job portraying Batman in this movie. Um, because the villain was okay, but I I would say I'll go out on a limb and I'll say, and I, this isn't controversial because I don't think a lot of people thought that. Um, Christian Bale's Batman was awesome, but Pattinson was a better Batman than Christian Bale. I'll say it right now. Was he a better Batman than Ben Affleck? Yes. Was he a better Batman than, who was the other one, Michael Keaton? Uh, Keaton, George Clooney. No one's was, better than Clooney. I'm telling you. I I've think never Pat, seen I think Clooney Pattinson, as Batman, but. I think Pattinson, Clooney. listen, I, I, and again, you know me, how I feel about old movies. I think they kind of just suck because you can kind of feel that they're old and the, the older Batman movies are kind of corny and they're not good. I think Pattinson, I'll say it, top three Batman. Top three. Thought, thought he was great. Thought he was fantastic. So He's the best modern Batman, I think. Who are, who are the other two? People would probably give it to Clooney. Um, because it's Clooney. People will probably say Kilmer Clooney, and and I would put I'd put Pats in there. But I think of the last 10, 15 or so years, I think this is the best portrayal of Batman that I've seen. Wow. So okay. I highly so... recommend it. But it's a very moody movie. It's kind of depressing. It's really dark. Um, the themes in it are really kind of depressing. Um, you know, the music is really depressing. It's a mood, Michelle. I know, like the kids love to say that, but the movie really is like mood, and it's three hours long. So I don't think you'd like it. I'm not going to say it, but I appreciate your review. Okay. So yeah, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Ravi P, Michael Keaton, uh, Clooney. I mean, there's all these other people, but I don't think these are like straight ass bat Batman movies. I think these are spinoffs or something that is on this list. Yeah. Or they're not part of some universe that I guess that every movie is part of today, but. Um. I did see, I think the Val Kilmer one when I was growing up and I thought Val was a pretty good Batman. Yeah, I get some of them mixed up because I forget who the villains were, but I remember Danny DeVito was Penguin. Um, I think yeah. I think Jim Carrey was the Riddler. The, the yes. Riddler was in this movie, and the Riddler was uh, he was fucking crazy. Who fucking played crazy. the Riddler? Ah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Giamatti. No, 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 no. He's great. I love Paul Giamatti. Paul Dano. I don't know him. You know him if you Google him. He's the only way I can describe him is he's creepy. <laughs> like he just is a creepy actor, but he's really good at playing that role. He was in, uh, he was in, no, uh, he was in. Oh, okay. I know uh, him. What movie am I thinking of? Um, Little, Little Miss Sunshine? No. Oh, damn. It was with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. There Will Be Blood. He was in There Will Be Blood, which is one of, I think, one of the best movies of the last couple decades. Um, yeah. Yeah. You and I could not have more different <laughs> movie going tastes. I know. By the way, big ass bowl of popcorn. I had a large popcorn, large soda. Was in my fucking zone. There's, totally. I am at my happiest. I think when I'm at the movies. Movies are watching a soccer game. That's 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 when Srudis is at his happiest. You're like that Kanye and Jay Z song where you're like, don't let me get in my zone. <laughs> don't I'm definitely me. in my zone. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, leave that's me alone. It. Having a great time. I literally was talking to Rosilla one of the other days. I was like, one of the best because because we had the uh, the Mad Max actor or our, the guy who wrote the book about Mad Max on. Okay. And um. I said to Ryan, I was like, one of my favorite times, period, like days of my life the last couple of, of years was when I went to a movie theater by myself, watched uh, Mad Max during the day, had a popcorn matinee movie. It was just like a great day. I just loved it. It was one of my favorite days of the last decade. So that tells you everything you know about me. Do you guys remember when he sent me on assignment for the show to see a solo movie? Do you remember this? Kind of. What was it? I forget what the movie was. So this is when we were producing Rosillo and Canal, and I had never seen a solo movie. And you guys were all talking on the show about how it's your favorite thing it's to do best. is leave everyone and everything behind, get a tub of popcorn and a soda and maybe some candies and sit in the movie theater alone. And I was like, I've never done it. And so Ryan was like, homework for the show. You have to go see a movie by yourself tonight and talk about it on the show tomorrow. And so I'm looking through the movies and it was probably some Batman movie playing or some Manchester by the sea or whatever dark film that you guys would have wanted me to see. And I chose the Tupac movie. <laughs> oh, I do remember this now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Cause okay. Really quick though. <laughs> this is how different you and I are. I would yeah. never see the Tupac movie. I I, maybe great. if it was free, you would be the first in line to see a Tupac movie or a Biggie movie or whatever. We could not totally. have more different tastes when it comes to movies. Yeah. And everybody thought it was trash. They were like, oh, the Tupac movie sucked. I was like, yep. I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> I yep. Loved yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I didn't 
um, dislike it. And I have since Steve seen one other movie solo. Do you want to guess what you won't, you'll never guess, but I'll just tell you. Can I get a hint? Could I, could I possibly guess it or no? It is a, it's kind of a document. It's basically a documentary and it's about a real person that I love that, you know, if you play the, if dead or alive, if you could have anybody at a dinner party, this guy is a hundred percent on the list. Was it, um, the Freddie Mercury movie? No, but good guess. Am I close? Elton John movie? I'm just trying to think no, of No, it's not a singer. Picks. It's not a singer. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Not. No, it's actual footage of this person doing their job. Who has, I'll give you a clue, has since passed away. The movie came out after he passed away. I'll give you another clue. He committed suicide. Kurt Cobain? No. No. <laughs> Who? I'm trying to... I don't know. Anthony Bourdain. Road oh, runner. I should have known that. You're right. I didn't know that was in theaters. Okay. That, that, yeah. that, okay. That, it was during the tail end. Well, I was going to say tail end of the pandemic, but we're kind of, I guess, still in the pandemic. But I don't I, know, Steve. Don't Are know. we still in the pandemic? I, think, I don't even know. I'm going to declare it. it's over. We're good. <laughs> I'm, I, I, let me be the first to tell you that go out and live your life. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. I was just in New York Give, this past weekend. They're not checking vaccine mandates. You don't have to wear a mask. I'm in bars packed. To, we're like face to face. I'm like, I guess I this is over, right? Speaking like, of Kyrie, Kyrie won. Uh, who would have who, yeah. <laughs> who, who thought that? I mean, she's. I did not think he would win. But, uh, it, this was still at the time where people were just coming back to movies and we were wearing masks or whatever. Um, but it was playing at this little theater at, um, a mall here. And I went solo on like a Tuesday night when there wasn't a game and got the popcorn settled it's, in. It's, I was sobbing at the end. Cause you know, I love Bourdain and I was devastated I know, yep. when he died and it was just about his daughter and you know, about how he had come so far in his life. And then he out of nowhere, tragically, gets depressed and decides to take his life and no one ever saw it coming. And I'm sobbing alone and I'm looking around and it's all these couples, Steve. It's all of these couples <laughs> that had gone to see this movie together. And here I am like right in the center of the theater with my jumbo tub of popcorn with my, um, with my M&M, my peanut or what are those Reese's pieces that I get oh, sprinkled yeah. in and I'm like shoving it in my face crying. It was a, it was a moment, but it was, it was good. a scene. It was a- I'm glad. And I saw one, actually I saw one other movie by myself that I also so you're cried. Uh, you're just a solo movie goer now. This is your I thing. Guess. I'm I've welcome to three. welcome to the society. What's the other one? Thank you. Okay, this one I also cried so hard, but I was crying so hard at the end that I had to wait till everyone else left the theater because I was like, no one can see me. This was pre-pandemic. Call me by your name. Did you ever see that movie? Call me by your name. Is Army like- Hammer Chalamet. Chalamet. Okay, we got to get to this list because there's two. There's some guys that are being brought up here that are part of my list. And okay. but yes, I've never seen the movie. I've heard it's great. Again, probably not for me, but I've heard it's awesome. I've heard it's a, a great movie. The Italian scenery, the essence of that movie is just like my biggest dream, just biking around Tuscany. But anyway, the, the way, dad- Army Hammer, cannibal, the, the cannibal guy, the guy who eats people. Yeah, eats- yeah. yeah. This, okay. this is pre-cannibal. This is, okay. Well, this is pre, we knew he was a cannibal. Um, but I think he went to rehab and is working on his life. But anyway- um, Best of luck. The, <laughs> yeah, it works out. <laughs> Godspeed. But the dad gives a speech to the son at the end, and I'm just like- yeah, it's it's waterworks. It stops. Waterworks, waterworks. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So you saw the Batman. Right. How? What would you give it out of five stars or out of five sigs? Since that's our rating here. Five sigs. Day. I would say it's definitely a four. I don't know four. if I go four and a half. It's it's a good movie. It's long. It's depressing as fuck. But I think I it has to be that way. I think you have to make Batman movies that are edgy. It was almost like have you ever seen Seven? Yeah. Oh, like it's, what's in the box? It's kind of like Seven. It's it, it has like seven. It's 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 there's mafia involved. There's wow. um, the, you know obviously there's murder and there's crime and whatever, and it, it involves Gotham City. It's, it's not your traditional Batman movie. And I think that's what's cool about it is it's not like a traditional. And he's not a superhero. He's just like a guy, right? That's what the cool thing about Batman is. Um, so I'd say four. I'd say a solid four, maybe between a four and a four and a half. But I'm not gonna go to four and a half. So I'll say four. Okay, um, four. Heaters from Saruti Four, on six. the Batman. Yep. Okay. Go see it. All right. Tell me I what love you think. It. Okay. So now that leads us to what is our big thing on the podcast this week. Steve is going to give his top five dude crushes, and I'm going to give my top five girl crushes. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to give your full list first, five to one, and then I go, or do you want to go number five, number five, four, four, one, one? Let's do it that way. Let's do okay. it that way. Let's go five to one. We each go, we'll go vice versa. And can I just start because I need you to yes. break a tie for number five. Okay, please okay. go. And they're both people that we mentioned. Okay, wait. Can we do the dramatic? Coming in at number five on Steve Sarudi's <laughs> <laughs> guy crush list. 
<laughs> By the way, we do, of course, an NFL four down segment, and they always play the hut 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 hut. It's the corniest old school radio thing, and I love yeah, it. It makes me laugh every time. So, okay, coming in at number five on Saruti's top five dude crush list is. Okay, you have to break the tie here. It's either Pattinson or Chalamet. Oh, easy. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is oh, okay. amazing. Amazing. So, the reason that I like both, I like both of these guys a lot. I would say Harry Styles was also in the running, but he's a distant, he's, he was like a distant third out of this group of guys. So I just Ooh. went with Patterson and Chalamet. Wait, that's kinda, an upset. I thought, I, I thought Styles would be on the list. I did too. And I talked about it with Maddie, but there's just too many guys ahead of her that I value more. But I think between Pattinson and Chalamet, I like them because again, their range is kind of, is crazy. Like we talked about, I don't really like Twilight. I, I haven't seen any of the movies. I've seen bits and pieces, but he was, Pattinson was awesome in Tenet. He was in a movie called The Lighthouse, which was really cool. I just talked about it before, which is great. He's now Batman. He also has this cool aesthetic vibe, but he kind of has an old school look to him. He has a, a both of them have rigid jawlines. Love I just, I kind of like their, their just overall vibes. And Chalamet, by the way, he was a kid in Interstellar, which I didn't even know until like a couple years ago. I didn't even realize he was in Interstellar. Um, he was in The King, which is one of my favorite movies, Netflix movie, which is kind of surprising because Netflix doesn't make great movies, but it's an awesome movie. And then he was um, obviously just in Dune, which is, I love Dune. Dune was great. And he was so good in Don't Look Up. I don't think Don't Look Up was that great, but his character, did you watch the movie at all? I did, I saw He it. was so fucking funny and he was the it best was. part of the movie. It, it was, was like, the best part. So I love when actors like that play weird characters. So I feel like both these guys are kind of a tie. I'm going to go with Pattinson just because mm. I kind of feel like I'd rather have a beer with that guy. I think he's a little more interesting. And Chalamet is a little bit younger. So slight edge, I'll go Pattinson number five over Chalamet, but it's close. That's a miss by you to not have Chalamet or Harry Styles on the list. I'm sure I'm not going to approve of the list in totality. Now knowing you're leaving those two guys off. Honorable mentions. But I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. Number five, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in at number five for me, Steve, is Zoe Kravitz. I love Zoe Kravitz. Okay, first of all, Lenny Kravitz might be the single coolest guy on the face of the earth with one of the most beautiful women ever and Lisa Bonet. And you're going to make an offspring from these two people. You know she's going to be hot. You know she's going to come out edgy. You know she's going to be a little dirty. Every time I see a picture of Zoe Kravitz, she's wearing a white Hanes tank top, no bra. She looks like she smells like patchouli, but in the hottest, richest way. She's got some sort of weird piercing going on, but with a jump batista valley shirt or skirt and you're just like i want to hang out with you and eat tofu or whatever it is you're doing maybe meditate by a tree and then maybe go do some weird drugs that i've never heard of because that just seems like her vibe and it doesn't really matter what she does she looks really cool doing it hold on (laughs) did you know that she's in batman no, she is? <laughs> yeah. I was no. like, wait, I thought you were doing like a thing, but then I'm like, no. I don't think she actually knows. She was Catwoman. She was the love interest of Robert Pattinson in the Batman. And she was fucking hot and she was awesome and she was really cool. And the two of them together, they're just too hot. They're too hot to look at. They're they're just sex as a How couple. Like you're like, this is sex. This is what sex is. Even though like they don't even think they're out of a relationship or anything. They were just obviously acting, but they just they're too hot. And they're yeah, so she was Catwoman, he was Batman. Okay, wait, two things. One, how about her and Channing Tatum dating in real life? You want to talk about two hot takes? Right now? Yeah, they're a a full-blown couple. Hot take. I don't think Channing Tatum's that hot. Well, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. Have you seen Magic Mike? Why? Why Pony. One word, Steve. Pony. Why does he have a buzz cut? I like guys with hair. We know this. This is true. This is why he wouldn't make my cup. Why does he not grow his hair out? He's had like a buzz cut for all of his life. As someone that loves a thick neck and a bald head. That's, that is true. He's very much your type. I don't know. He's not He's not for me. Not for me. But um, she's definitely super hot. So Okay. So I just went to her Instagram, which I follow, but it must not come up in my algorithm a lot. I mean, is this what she looks like in the movie? Because Kind of. Yeah. Not Yowza. really, but kind of. Yeah. By the way, do you know that she was also in Mad Max, right? <laughs> No. So I I fully approve of Zoe Kravitz. I think she is uh, amazing. Love her. But don't you agree that she looks like she might smell bad, but in a hot way? Yeah, but that's like, you know, she, she has kind of that grunge look. Yeah. Like but modern like, grunge look where she's like, like hasn't showered in a, in a couple of days, but like it still kind of smells good in a way. <laughs> like smells weirdly good. I'm telling you, it's like I've been partying for days. My fingers smell like Marlboro Reds, but I'm yeah. wearing a $10,000 designer gown and I have smudged eyeliner and I make everyone laugh when I walk in a room. She's like 
edgy, but romantic. She's ethereal, but cool. I mean, she just covers every base. I love her. I was going to say, I don't know who else is on your list. We'll find out. But I, you'd be hard pressed to find a cooler girl. This girl's just fucking cool, period. Like, I'm putting aside that she's even hot, like, she's cool as fuck. Um, her tattoos are incredible. Whenever people get the tattoos, like the little small tattoos all over them, they want to look like Zoe Kravitz, but you actually can't look like that. Correct. It's, only, it's like a very specific look that only she and a couple other people could pull off. Um, fully endorse your number five. Okay, your turn. All right, number four. This might come as a surprise to you. He was actually also in the Batman, but I'm telling you this this is pure coincidence. I've always loved this guy, and you know this. Okay. Colin Farrell. I love Colin Farrell. I think Colin Farrell might be one of the most underrated actors of the last 20 years. I know he's well-known, but he's so fucking good in everything he's in. He had an appearance in Scrubs. He was in In Bruges, which is one of the most underrated movies of, of, of you know, a long time. He was in The Lobster, which was the weirdest fucking movie that I also loved. I hated The Lobster. He was in Horrible Bosses, and he was hysterical. This goes back to the Shyamalan, like, can play different kind of guys thing. Plus, he's Irish. He's a big soccer fan. And doesn't he just seem like a guy you'd want to go out with? He's the kind of guy that you want to invite to your bachelor party because you know that he's going to have a great time. You know, oh. like I don't know if I want to hang out with him all the time, but for one or two nights in a city, he's a guy that I want to be around because he knows how to handle his shit. And plus, he's 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 hot. He looks good. He's got a great look to him. He's got that old. Um, I don't want to say like salt and pepper because he's not that old, but he's got that kind of like Irish salt and pepper look. I, I love Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell guaranteed weird hang. Guaranteed. It's definitely the- going to be an odd night. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be kind of like the hangover where you wake up and you're like, I'm piecing it together. Where's Jimmy? Colin got us into this underground thing. We had to knock twice, eat a burrito, and then turn around three times and get in the room. But it was epic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the, you have to do it one time. You have to hang out with Colin for a one time for a long weekend. And then that's probably all you really need for the rest of your life. But, um, Need us an international flair too. Like we don't want to, we don't want to just pick Europeans. Uh, so or we don't just pick Americans. We get, we'll, we'll go to the European uh, continent. So, um, and I just think he's hot. Like he just is like, he's hot. Like I think he's a good looking dude. I want to look like his, it's one of those things too, where like guys try to pull off that aesthetic. Cause he has the pomade slick back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Naturally good thick hair. He probably has tattoos. He's also kind of got like a hairier type body in like a good way that again, not a lot of dudes can pull off, but if you can, it's a good look. Um, so yeah, so that's why he's number four on my list. I love Colin Farrell. Okay. Coming in at number four on Michelle's top four, four, five four, 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 four. girl crushes list <laughs> huh, huh, is Emily Ratajkowski. Mm. I love me some M. Rata, and let me tell you why. Not only is she one of the hottest girls on planet Earth, she is brilliant. This woman is absolutely brilliant. Steve, I read her essay in The New Yorker about reclaiming her image and it was stunning. It, like, I think you sent that to me. Yeah, I remember seeing me that. in my track. She was such a beautiful writer. And then she went on to write this incredible series of essays, a collection of essays in a book called My Body. And I think she is so self-aware. She is so cerebral. She talks about the fact that she has all these thoughts on feminism and on how we profit off of our images and off of our bodies. But that the only reason that we're even reading her book is because she's beautiful and because she's a model and because she took her top off for Robin Thicke. And she talks about really, really thought provoking things, at least for me as a woman, especially a woman in you know a space where I'm seen a lot about how we think that we as women have power in certain situations, but does actually the man have the power that he granted to us because he's saying we're attractive and therefore worthy to be in that space? It's just, she is very, very smart. She has started um, a swimwear business that is thriving and she shoots and does all the creative directing for all of it. She has taken herself as what would just be a hot girl maxim model and turned herself into an incredible author and businesswoman she's a thinker a mother a wife and just a badass babe and i love her i'm trying to see i don't really know much about her other than i guess i'm proving her point that like you know she's got a great body um (laughs) i guess that's how i'll say that uh let me see if i follow her on instagram i don't even remember if i do uh what's how how do you spell her last name r-a-t-a emrata good follow and she loves follow art there you Steve, go i follow her she went to art school she's had her, a kid that's right yeah yep, her father her, her kid's adorable her father's a painter she's very into art i mean she is the type of girl that i would want to go have a steak and a dirty martini with and just kiki we would have a good time 
I'm going to just have to side with you on this because I just don't know much about her other than what she looks like, really. So um, so I guess, yeah, you're right. I'm proving her point. But all the things you described seem pretty dope. What nationality? Is she? She's not from America, right? Or where is she from? She is from America. I think she's from California. Oh, she is. Okay. So she just has... She's one of the, like, the most unique looking people in a good way. Uh, she kind of has the Shamway thing. Like, they have, just have aggressive features in a good way. Isn't her it bone What am I saying? Shalomay? I can't. I'm Chalamet. terrible. I, I pronounce it wrong all the time. Sh- hey. Shalomay, Shalomay, whatever. If you're going to crush on him, Steve, you got to get the name. Well, right. he didn't make my list, so I'm just saying. He didn't make my, maybe that's why he didn't make my top five. I can't pronounce His name's too hard to pronounce. All right, back to dudes. Number three. All right, number three. This is the one that you're not going to like. Uh, Tom um, Hardy. I don't even think I you know who he is, Like, which is so strange. I guess I know. This is maybe the, the difference between, like, this is your Emily Ratajkowski. He, to me, is... I think he's the best actor going right now. Um, male actor, for sure. He's one of those guys, if he's in the movie, I don't care what it's about, I'm watching it, because he's just that good of an actor. Um, he was in Inception, Dunkirk, Mad Max, Peaky Blinders. He was Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Warriors, one of his most underrated movies. He could play a million different things. Um, he also loves dogs. He was once a rapper. Uh, and he made his big screen debut in Band of Brothers, which is one of the best series of all time. He just checks off so many things, and that's not even talking about like his style or what he looks like. He has this effortlessly cool. He's by the way, he's only five seven, so I, I mean, you know, I know we've talked about you know that kind of vibe, but he is like thick guy, Michelle. So I think you actually might kind of like him. I'm, I don't know, like I don't know what if, if that kind of passes your vibe check, but he's a uh, kind of a big muscular dude. But again, he's one of those guys where. He has the mysterious quality that I think all men want to have and all women are kind of interested in and are attracted to. Mm-hmm. But it's like he's naturally mysterious. Maybe some would call it douchebaggery. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but like he he just puts off this kind of vibe where it's like, yo, what's his deal? But it's like, I want to know more about his deal. Like, well, tell me more about about Ed Hardy, about Tom Hardy. Not Ed Hardy. Two very different people. Uh, very different things. But um, I just always love the guy, and I think he's cool, and I want to hang out with him. And he's another guy. He's, I don't think he's quite Colin Farrell, like you, you want to hang out with him for a weekend, but I think he'd be a fun hang. And um, and yeah, so Tom Hardy's my number three. So I'm looking at his photo, and I think he's attractive. But if that guy came up to me at a bar and asked me out, I would never think he's an actor. I would never even know who he is. I can't no tell you way. one thing. I cannot tell you one movie this guy has been in. But if, that's probably because he's he's in the movies that you're watching, not the movies that I'm watching. He he he's, and I say this in like the the best way possible. He's like a dude's dude. Mm, you know, he looks like a dude's dude. Where again he has the rugged beard where it's like not really well kept but for some reason it still actually works for him his hair is always a fucking disaster but again it somehow looks good on him um and yeah he is he is short but that's okay like you know he's he's i think he's five seven i'm five ten it's not the end of the world we don't all have to be over six feet you know we could we're, we're out here thriving under six feet let's go um, totally. so uh so yeah if you google him michelle the first picture that comes up he it screams sex and movie star so like i don't know i i think if that guy came up to you at a bar you'd be like this guy isn't just a regular dude in finance i don't know i'd be like maybe he's a failed mma fighter borderline homeless there's a look there where it's like is he yeah. kept is he has he showered it's kind of a zoe kravitz thing where it's like have you showered but like you still kind of look good like what's going on here yeah you go back to shack and you're like there's dried bloods on these on these sheets should i be concerned or is this just part of the vibe yeah i think that's just the style it's art deco don't worry about it oh. <laughs> not art deco uh that's what we call grunge steve grunge yeah, fair fair okay Okay, coming in at three on Michelle's top girl crush. Michelle, list. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. This one is going to shock you. And I went back and forth. I tussled with a couple names here. I'll give you my honorable mentions at the end. But coming in at number three for me, Steve, is Kim Kardashian. Oh, please. You listen, know. listen to me. As has been well documented on this podcast, I am going through a bit of a IDGAF phase, right? Yep. And so is my girl, Kim K. I love that this is a woman who, no matter what circumstances are thrown at her, finds a way to thrive. Okay. Sex tape gets released. What does she do? Turn it into reality show. She's doing Skechers ads. What's she doing now? She's been used for Balenciaga. Kanye goes AWOL. What does she do? She dates the, the person that nobody expected her to and Pete Davidson. And now she's in love and he's branding his name, her name on his body. I just love that she is someone that can juggle it all. And she could have just rested on her laurels and made all these businesses and made a billion dollars. Instead, she's like, I want to help people and I'm becoming a lawyer and I'm going into justice reform. And I just love that 
Pete Davidson does not look like the person she should date. He, he does not seem like the person that she should date and she does not care. She just wants to be with him. And I just think that that is very admirable. And she also has a pretty tight crew of girlfriends that she flies to private islands and they're constantly sipping cocktails on a beach that's not named somewhere. It's like a private Island. And I want to go, I want to go on the strip. So Kim K is coming in at number three. And I know you're probably laughing at that, but she's there. I'm not even laughing. I'm, I'm genuinely disappointed. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't, and I don't think I've ever, that's not something that I feel towards you often. Like I just, I'm just surprised. Isn't everyone just crushing her for that stupid line about like, nobody wants to work, get off your ass and work, whatever the stupid fucking line was that she said that everyone's killing her for, which by the way, you know, I, I I don't know. She comes from money. Like, I don't like. I get that. I'm not saying she didn't Listen, build something for perfect. herself, but like, I don't think that's really fair to be like, oh, you know, I work harder than everybody else. I don't know. A lot of people work hard. Sometimes people, you just had, you know, kind of a nice little leg up and advantage. And it's great that you've made more and, and you've made this huge brand for yourself. And I think you're using the Pete Davidson thing as a bonus. I would say that's like a massive negative. If I was to do a list of the opposite of man crushes, like man loathing, he would be number one on my list. Pete Davidson's the worst. He is the worst. But He's I not like funny. He makes He's her not happy. hot. And he just gets to date all these hot sh- It's so strange. So, like, for her, I feel like it's actually beneath her to date a guy like Pete Davidson who feels like he's dated, like, half of the Hollywood scene these days. And I don't know. I'm just surprised that you would be that. I'm Listen, it's your list. You do what you want. I, it just shocks me. I didn't think you would be that into a girl like Kim Kardashian. I don't know. I'm normally not. Pre-Pete Davidson, I was like, mm, Kim and Kanye, whatever. So, Pete Davidson put – that's insane to me that Pete Davidson put it over the edge for you. Like, he's the worst. Steve, I saw her do the interview on Ellen and she just was wearing like a latex bodysuit and was like, I don't care what anybody thinks. He makes me happy. I'm thrilled. We're really cute together and I'm going to live my life. And I was like, yes, bitch, me too, Kim. I just want to live my life too. And I'm so sick of this societal pressure to do what everybody else thinks is cool or what everybody else thinks is going to make you be complete. Who cares if Pete Davidson looks like, I don't even know how to describe it. Who cares if he makes her happy? I love that she's going for it. And I just like that vibe see from her. And I like that, that she's going for it, but she is so mainstream. Everybody, her look is like what everybody looks like. You know, like it's the big curvy body, whatever. She made it that way. She made it that way. I guess, I, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I, I, okay, I'm not discrediting her and what she's done. It's obviously incredible. The Kardashians are like a fucking, I don't know. They're like a buzzsaw through society and they just do whatever the hell they want. And it's incredible. And they make so much money. Um, so you, you can't be an idiot to do that. I'm not saying she is. I just, I don't know. <sighs> she, she feels beneath you, Michelle. That's why I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're better than Kim Kardashian. Do you watch the show? Like, do you, are, do you like the show? I have in the past. I don't watch it now. I haven't, I guess they have a new show coming out on Hulu, but see if it's not that I'm trying to be her. This is just a girl crush. Mm. And you'll you'll understand once we get to my number one, kind of where I'm at with this. This is okay. and this this is a revolving door. Like for you, maybe Tom Hardy won't D- be define on Define girl one. crush though. Like what do you you're saying you find them attractive or like not not even like a sexual way, but you just think they're good looking and you respect their aesthetic and you respect their lifestyle. Is that kind of what you're that's how you describe Yes. It? Just like there is something about you that I find intriguing and that I admire. And with Kim, it's the way she's approaching her life. Because think about it, Steve. Imagine if you were her and your ex-husband is every five seconds before he gets kicked off Instagram, going live, saying, you're keeping my kids from me, threatening your boyfriend. I mean, that yeah, I has mean, you to mar- be- Yeah, but you married this guy. Like, let's not pretend. I mean, maybe they did love each other at one point, but like, this was a marriage of convenience as well. Like, they were both uh... they were both in the limelight. She was happy that she was dating a guy of Kanye's stature and vice versa. He was using her as well. So, like, I don't, I don't- I don't know, Michelle. I just kind of feel like this stuff is all fake and these people just get divorced and it doesn't really matter. I know they had kids and I'm sure they were in love at some point, but I don't know. Kanye was always kind of like a loose cannon in a lot of ways. She knew that even before he, you know, he's had obviously he mental ups and downs. health issues. Of course. And he's been up and down for many, many years. We know who he is. Um, so I don't know. I just, I think it's just very odd. I'm just saying, I wish more of us lived by the, I'm going to just do whatever makes me happy mantra. And that I is, feel like is, she's, she's that doing that right now. Yeah, yes, no, I get you. Which is I get why you. I like right. it. Fair enough. Teach his own. All right, two left. This is my number two. Number this, two, two, this is two. The most surprising one on my list. You're gonna laugh. Clay Thompson. <laughs> I fucking love Clay. Clay I fucking love Clay Thompson. I fucking he's my favorite athlete. Wow. Um, one because I love his game. I mean, he's obviously been out for like two, almost two years, and he just came back this year off of a knee and an Achilles injury. But 
he's been my player, my favorite player in the league for like four to five years now. Incredible shooter. I just love that he can score 40 points and dribble like 10 times in a game. And that's how like lethal he is. I just love watching him. Um, his attitude is awesome. He's a champion, all of the above, like everything sports wise. Like I think you understand, but the more, I don't know if you know a ton about him, but he is like the most chill, normal dude. He just likes to play basketball and hang out with his bulldog Rocco. And I just, I am, that's just me. Like he doesn't seem like he's a guy, he's not going to go out and date Kylie Jenner. Like a lot of other NBA players. He's very low key. He, his Instagram was just pictures of him like drinking uh, Pacificos and hanging out with his dog. He is just so chill and low maintenance, and he happens to be a fucking incredible athlete and probably the maybe the second best shooter of all time behind Steph Curry, his own teammate. Uh, so, and I also just think he's got a cool look to him. Like, I like that. I, I've always enjoyed, like liked his hair. I think he's um, he's like a reasonably fashionable dude without trying too hard. Because then a lot, a lot of NBA players, like, they try really hard. I don't know if you saw Serge Ibaka's giant sweater or, like, all the yeah, massive scarves that people wear. Or, like, Russell Westbrook showing up with, like, a, a tr- he's basically wearing, like, a traffic outfit of, like, someone with reflectors on him. Like, they're all trying too hard. He doesn't necessarily do that, but he's still kind of stylish. So, I know it's surprising, but, man, I fucking love Clay Thompson. I think that's an amazing choice. Thank you. Thank you. I had to follow up with Kim Kardashian. I had I had to bring us back on track a little bit. I think you're going to like my number two. As okay. disappointed as you were with my number three, even though I hope you understand my reasoning. Yeah, I do. It's I do. for I'm not, one it's, specific it's thing. By the way, you want to talk about DGAF? She showed up to the Balenciaga show wearing caution tape. Again, when you're famous, you could take risks like that. It doesn't. Like, I, you know, but I like that she will take a risk. She just doesn't want to could, have it be status quo. She's what if you showed up to somebody's wedding wearing just caution tape? We'd be like, oh, Michelle, she's so cool. Oh my god, you'd be like, no, who the fuck is this loser? Like ruining the night? Probably. <laughs> I don't and know. She famous, couldn't really move or walk. Kim. Famous people could do whatever they want. That's my point. Anyway. Yes, they could. Okay, coming in at number two on my list. I know you're gonna love this one. This is a woman, Steve, that has rocketed to the top. I considered putting her at number one, but I just couldn't because I'm oh. so obsessed with number one. And you're going to love my number one. I know who your number one is. <laughs> you know, because I, I sent you a message. <laughs> yeah, you know the number one love has been brewing for a while. Coming in at number two on my list is Zendaya. Yeah. I, Dune. Oh, she's in Dune? Didn't yeah. see Dune. Steve, Zendaya is one of the best actresses that we have come across in a long time. That episode, I think it was episode five of season two of Euphoria, when Rue had the relapse, was one of the most powerful pieces of visual art that I have seen Mm -hmm. in a long time. As someone who has seen people be in the depths of addiction, someone who has seen how it affects a family and how the person in that moment is so desperate for a fix that they will say or do whatever needs to be done in order for them to get it out of sheer desperation and physical agony. She nailed it. And she is so good in that show. She is so good in everything I've seen her in. And then she she gets on the red carpet and she slays. Every look from Zendaya is a hit. I also love that she's dating Tom Holland and he's shorter than her. And and she's like, I don't care. I don't care that he's shorter than me. Whatever. Shout short guys. There we go. (laughs) I love it. But I just think that she, and by the way, she should have been the next big pop diva. Have you ever heard her song Replay? Certified banger. It is a bop. I have not. Listen to Replay. I will send it to you. She could have been a pure J-Lo slashy and instead wanted to focus on acting, which I respect. Don't be surprised if we see a Dua Lipa type monster album drop from Zendaya one day. She she did I'm also in. work um, on the Euphoria soundtrack. She's just so incredibly talented and mature for her age and sophisticated and beautiful. And I adore her. Zendaya, number two. We stand. I... I also love Zendaya. Um, called her Zendaya for probably way too long, but yeah, she's great. She's awesome in Dune. I actually didn't really watch Euphoria, but I know the episode you're talking about because I remember Maddie watching it and being like, what the fuck? This is intense. Um, I mean, most of those episodes are intense, but... Uh, so intense. But I couldn't agree more. She was a Disney Channel person, right, too? That's how she kind of got her start. I think, I think she was a child star, yes. Um, And she, I would argue... Is there a bigger movie star in the world? Like she, if you're making a movie to appeal to, especially specifically young people, I mean, like she's the young. She's like the actress for young people. Um, yeah, she was considered myself was on in the that category anymore. Disney but. Channel sitcom "Shake It Up" is what it was called. Sure, all right. So she got that, but I would say like you know, one of the reasons she was in. So she plays Chani in Dune, and she wasn't even really in the first movie. That's basically a setup for like the second movie, but they put her in it a lot 
kind of unnecessarily because they wanted to attract people and want to get more people to watch Dune because she has that kind of power. Like whenever she's in something, people are like, I got to fucking see this. And, um, so I couldn't agree more. I think she's awesome. And I think that the Tom Holland and her relationship is weird, but I kind of love it. I do love it. Uh, and I did not know she was a singer, so that's pretty cool too. So I'm all in on the Zendaya train. Like I will be buying Zendaya. I mean, Zendaya stock is like Apple stock. It's like there's like not even a value to it. Like you probably you have to be rich to buy it in the first place. But if it's for sale, I will be buying it. Love it. Okay, so we're, we've arrived at number one. My number one's obvious. I I don't even really have to. I don't even want to talk about it for that long. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. He's always he's been my number one forever. Everyone on this it. podcast has heard me talk about Gyllenhaal. I would just say he's the only one of about anyone on my list that I actually met in person and spoke to one-on-one for like a good 10, 15 minutes. And Steve, we're aware. We know the story. I know. I don't want to rehash them. This isn't a brag alert thing, but he was genuinely fucking cool. Okay. And he was not big timing. He was like super nice. And you know, a lot of those actors that come in, they're just like, you know, they have an entourage or whatever. And they're, you know, they don't want to talk to any normal noobs like me. And we were just shooting the shit about hair. Cause I had my man bun. He was just coming off when he, a movie where he cut his. And I always say this to Maddie, like if I, can pick one aesthetic or one person where I can just copy their look, hair, beard, you know, body, clothes, everything, just general vibe, it would be Gyllenhaal. Like, I'd want to be, I'd want to look like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and I, like, kind of came close to telling him that, but, like, in the least creepy way possible. And he was, like, super cool about it. He's like, yeah, man, I missed the band. I missed the bun, too. Like, it was a pain in the ass growing it out. Like, we just had, like, a dude bonding moment. So, like, again, this is some first-person stuff here for why I really like him. But... I also just think he's in a lot of great movies. He's a great actor. I know the t- I know the Swifties are going to be mad at me. We had this discussion before. I am Team Joan Hall. I almost tweeted it out, but I didn't want to get attacked online. Um, but I just think he's the fucking coolest dude. I just real. I just think whenever he walks into a room, you're like fucking Joan Hall. That guy, like he's why he's just so much better and cooler than everybody else effortlessly. And that is something that I strive to do. So Joan Hall, easy number one on my list. I'll be floored if anyone ever takes Jake from the number one spot on your list. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. Clay, I do love Clay. I, I made a good Clay's case awesome. for Clay. But uh, man, Jonah, do you like him? I don't even know if you actually like him or not. He's fine. I don't like, know. Like, I think Harry Styles should be number one. I was having this conversation with my buddies because one of my friend's uh, girlfriend asked who dudes think is the hottest dude. And I said, Joan Hall. And all of her friends were like, Joan Hall, no way. And I was like, really? Do girls not find him that attractive? Is it just like a me thing? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think he's attractive, but he's not number one on my list. Mm. Yeah, he's not beefy enough for you. He doesn't have an, his neck is not thick. He doesn't do enough like uh, shoulder raises for you. <laughs> like, he doesn't no. have that linebacker vibe. What can I say? I'm more of a Channing Tatum girl. It's fine. Um, no, I think he's attractive, but he also, I feel like some movie stars are like, if you saw that guy in the street, would you stop dead in your tracks yes. or or would you keep walking? And I feel like Gyllenhaal's a guy that you would keep walking, but if you saw him at a bar and you talked to him, you'd be like, oh my God, kind eyes, great smile. But like if Tom Hardy, who you made me Google, if I saw that guy in the street, I'd be like, oh damn, who's that guy? I think uh, Hall has like, he has like a boyish look to him, even though he's yeah. older now. In a, yeah, in a good very way. Like he has, he has, he can have a full beard and still look like a, like a young boy <laughs> in, in some weird ways. And I think I kind of like that vibe about him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I can see why this is like, this is very personal to me. I just have always kind of liked the dude and I think he's cool as shit. And I hope we can hang out again. Didn't get his number that day. Unfortunately, wish I could have a redo. Didn't snag the digits. Maybe shoot him a DM. Yeah. Be like, Hey, you remember me from Mike and Mike 10 years ago? <laughs> like hey. I was that guy talking about buns. <laughs> Hey, bro, this is Steve. We talked for 15 minutes on Mike and Mike's circa 2012. What's up? He'd be like, oh, dude, totally. Yeah. You know, let's hang out. Let's go. We want to go out in West Hartford, have a couple beers, tap room. Let's go. I got it. Here's the play. Rosillo is in the movie world now, right? He's a Hollywood writer. You need Rosillo to go to a Hollywood party, befriend Jake, and then be like, oh, remember my boy, Saruti? He's coming to LA. Like, let's all get drinks. True. It's true. Rosillo is your in. All right. I'll have to put that. I'll have to put that one in uh, Rosillo's head. Be like, hey, man, just put in the good word for me. When Ryan's like, hey, I'm, what do you want for Christmas? Let me get you a Christmas gift. Be like, Jake Gyllenhaal drinks. Boys night with, yep. with Jakey G. Yep. Just give me his phone number. Again, not a weird way where he knows, oh, this is Rudy. What's up? We can hang out. But I don't think he's hanging out in Connecticut too often. So, well, maybe I'll have to meet up with you whenever you're in New York because you know the spot. So we'll do that. Okay, next time I'm in New York, I'm going to ask my people where to shake hang out, and I'm going to try and get you a spot. I, I bet will it's be there, Bro- stat. <laughs> I bet it's in Brooklyn. Take the train and we'll go. I can yep. see him getting like an oat milk latte at some hole in the wall place in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. wearing cloth shoes. Correct. Correct. Yeah, but then also the next day I see him and he's wearing a leather jacket and it's just come from boxing. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? He's got he's got different layers to him, Jake. Does. He's versatile. That's also he's versatile. Why, he's versatile. why I like him. But all right, okay. if you're number one, I know what it is, and it's amazing. Okay, well then you need to get the build up because you're going to be very excited about this. Number one, 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 one. Hut, hut. In a shocking, and I mean absolutely shocking, turn of events, the OG, the OGest of G's of Shelley's. No. One of the biggest debates to ever happen on this podcast between Steve and I <laughs> is about Beyonce and Rihanna. And I have been steadfast Bayhive for, I don't know, Steve, a good four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, pre-dating our friendship, Bayhive member. I think you told me it was my worst take. It was your point. worst take. That, it, yeah. And Steve, it's about to be mine too, because coming in at number one on Michelle's girl crush list is Rihanna. Yes. Yes. Steve? Over the past couple of months, just like I've come around, not that I ne- needed to come around to Rihanna. I always loved and respected her as an artist. I thought she was the coolest girl, but Beyonce was to me like the untouchable. I mean, Beyonce is flawless. She has never missed, whether it's a look or a song or a role she's played in a movie, the way she, she dropped lemonade, just everything about her was this relentless pursuit to raise the bar and be better, which is mm-hmm. kind of what I try to be, but on like a micro level, you know, I'm always like doing a cleanse or doing this. I'm always trying to what's the best thing I can do or whatever. So I love that about Beyonce. And as I've gotten older and as I've gotten into a different space in my life and I'm like shouting out Kim K for dating skeet, I have become team Rihanna first and foremost, first and foremost, has anyone. And I mean, anyone on the history of planet earth done pregnancy better or cooler than Rihanna. (laughs) Uh, the answer is probably no. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna is my ultimate celebrity couple. I love me some ASAP. ASAP and Rihanna feel like the type of people that you hang out with them and you're like, damn, why can't we be more like them? Those two have just got it. They got it going on. Rihanna comes out. She's pregnant with ASAP's baby. Steve, every outfit she's worn, whether it's been her street style or when she's in Paris Fashion Week or whatever she's doing is embracing her body. It's like the belly is out. We've got belly chains. We've got mesh. We've got like a cropped tee with a fur coat and a hat. She's just like, this is me. I don't give one F what you think. I love my body. I'm excited for the stage in my life. She also has an incredibly successful music career and then has parlayed that into a lingerie line. She is now making a billion dollars with Fenty Beauty and shout out to Fenty Beauty, the best body butter I've ever used in my entire (laughs) life. As someone who loves a body oil and who loves a lotion, someone told me the Fenty Beauty, it's in a purple tub for those of you listening, the Fenty Beauty body butter is the shit. You've got to get it. I went to Sephora. They're sold out. They're like, we can't keep it in stock. It's so good. So I was like, order me like four of them when they come in. Steve, amazing. This girl knows what she's doing. I'll, I'll have and to try it out at some point. You know what? Ryan, get will body get, butter on. Ryan will get you drinks with Jake for Christmas. I'll send you Fenty Beauty. Thank Rihanna you. body butter. Okay, yeah, that's I need, what I need to up my body butter game. But you know what really took it over the top for me? And this is how you knew she was coming in at number one is Rihanna was walking into a fashion event. She's pregnant. She's (laughs) slaying. And she was late. It's Rihanna. She was late. And she's gliding in. The paparazzi snapping all these pictures of her. And someone in the crowd yells, Rihanna, you're late. And she pauses a beat and turns to them without even breaking a sweat, just goes, no shit. (laughs) And continues on. (laughs) It continues on. I've been, see, I made a mood board of spring looks I want to do. Rihanna's all over them. I mean, we're talking silver chokers and backwards hats. I mean, I just think she is amazing and she's number one on the list. I love her. I, I don't have to add much more. Like, I'm just happy that you're on the right side of this debate after probably three, four, five years. Who knows? Um, and I always maintain that I, I just no disrespect to Beyonce. It isn't because Beyonce, you're right, is kind of perfect and flawless. But the thing that's cool about Rihanna, one that I just, I think her, I like her music better. I think it's just more fun and and kind of interesting, even though I will concede to you that Beyonce will go down as the better artist, but she's just so much more relatable and it's exactly, it's the no shit line. Like, you know, she, and again, if you're going out and hanging out for a night, you're picking Rihanna 10 times out of 10 over Beyonce, not because Beyonce is not cool or whatever. Like she is too, she's almost too cool, you know, know. whereas like Rihanna is relatable and that's like, we'll, we'll go back and like, and look at our entire lists. And I think I tried to do that. Like, I think everybody that I picked is somewhat of a down to earth person, you know, like they're not 
we're not talking like Brad Pitt unobtainable hotness, right? Um, they're like just dudes that you want to hang out with. They're like Rihanna, girls that you want to be around with. They're just people that you feel like you'd be a good time to be around that are good vibes and good people. And not that Beyonce isn't a good vibe or whatever, but she's like an alien. Like she's not even a human in some ways. She's too amazing. And Rihanna's one of her best things about her is you're right. Her body, her like she embraces her flaws. She's like proud of being pregnant. Doesn't care about what people think about her. She's shitting on people who give her shit for being late. All those things are what normal people would have, what their reactions would be and what they would do in certain situations. So I'm just happy for you. And this completely redeems you for picking Kim Kardashian as your number three. So your list is your list is good in my eyes if, if Rihanna's number one. Even though I kind of picked them for the same reasons because both of them just like don't care. But I will say this, I've been watching out. So you know what's so funny about this? We started talking about the Instagram algorithm. And because I've been loving Rihanna lately, I've been playing a lot of Rihanna music too, which by the way, the, the anti-album. Oh, That's right. Yeah. So good. Yep. But need, my, need me, needed me, whatever fucking incredible song. Oh my God. Unbelievable. But the, um, by the way, you know, what song is so good that I listen to all the time. Sex with me is so <laughs> good, Magic. but like, isn't that Rihanna sex with me? So amazing. She's just like, this is me. But my explore page is all Rihanna videos. It's just like constant stream of Rihanna content. So I feel like this is really just throwing gasoline on my girl crush for her. And it's all these videos. And I was watching one yesterday while I was compiling this list and someone asked her, you know, you're so confident. How do you get that confidence? And she goes, you know what? I'm not confident all the time. Fake it till you make it, honey. It's <laughs> like, you just walk Easier in said there. Than done, but yeah. She goes, you just own it. Like you tell yourself, I'm going to be the best bitch. And I was like, that, but I love how she was like honest saying, I'm not confident all the time, but like, whatever, be the, be the baddest bitch in the room, fake it till you make it. So I love Rihanna. And by the way, this is no Beyonce slander. Just want to clear the record here. We love Beyonce. We stand Beyonce. Yeah. The hive's going to come after you now. Here we go. No, no, don't worry. I'm still in the hive. I'm a worker being the hive, but I'm also getting my Rihanna Navy on because we love her. Well, that concludes our list, Steve. I loved your top five. I hope you approve of mine. I do. I do. It's okay. I'll okay the Kardashian one. I understand why you picked her. You're 100% right in all of your arguments. So as much as I, she's not my favorite, and I certainly don't like Pete Davidson, your list is okay by me. By the way, she also has an amazing shapewear line called Skim. She's a wizardess. She helped me fit into not ma- to many a dress. So I'm just saying that also helps her on there because thank you for the Skims. Steve has to balance because he's off to watch the USA soccer game. I think he's probably watching it out of one corner of his eye right now. So we got to wrap this. We will be back in action again soon. But until then, Steve, enjoy your blue raspberry YouTube content. Always Team Joe and Hall. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.